106.5 WFMP, this is Community Control Now, the show advocating for democratic community control of public institutions with a particular interest in U.S. policing apparatus. I'm your host, Vincent Gonzalez, soul brother number one, Michael T. Say what's up to the people. What's happening, people? Yeah. So we here at Community Control Now seek to end the rapid abuses of the state that greatly target persons of color and the economically disadvantaged. We believe in all power to all oppressed people all over the world. For today's show, we're going to talk about the Department of Justice investigation in this town and uh, look at some things with the Chauvin trial. Uh, there's uh, some issues going on with that. We're going to examine those, take a dialectical look at uh, all the current events of today and how it affects our policing apparatus in this town. So, what's going on, brother? That was a little intro music here for the fans. Uh, who was that? Shout out to uh, Weather Report. I know that's your band, man. You you really River ride with People. Those. Yeah, River People by Weather Report. Um, just a little something, man. Shout out to Justin for showing me uh, that little trick here. But um, you were with me last week. Well, how's how's your week been since the last time uh, we? Uh, recorded this show oh it's like all these weeks my brother filled with drama real life drama oh wow and more oppression and struggle against the beast man that's like a three-part episode of the bold and the beautiful (laughs) that's a trip man um i'm doing fine i don't know if you asked or not but just you know maintaining and um, this is like, man, the highlight of my week is uh, coming up here and just vibing uh, with you and uh, the crew with uh, WFMP, man. We appreciate y'all for giving us this opportunity, you know, to really talk about the social concerns of this town, you know, organizing on a, on a grassroots local level, uh, making sure that people are informed of things. Uh, so with that... Um, this beautiful city of ours has found itself in an investigation, what's called, uh, this is from the Department of Justice, okay? Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice, or so a federal agency, is going to come in and investigate uh, the Louisville Metro the Police Department. So uh, we were both on the call last week uh, where the... Uh, I guess Attorney General Merrick Garland announced last Monday that uh, he wanted to uh, do a civil rights investigation of uh, the policing practices here. And then they did a call with the community uh, shortly afterwards, uh, wrote down some of the notes from that call. You listened in somewhat. But um, I was hoping, man, I was going to lay out, just talk about some of my notes here and... um, if you could, man, just lay some tracks on um, how we can look at this current investigation. What does it really mean for the people of this town? Uh, will we get true justice and uh, what ails us and some of the concerns that we have of the policing apparatus? So uh, just wanted to talk about this. This was on uh, April 28th, all right? And um, mm-hmm. there were several people on the call here, um, about four people. It was a Zoom call. And they had like a chat box for people. But they said, don't use the chat box. I guess they were saying, 
direct message if you have a question. I guess they said it was upwards of 500 people on the Zoom call. So, um, you know, it, it's pretty groovy to see so many civically engaged persons. And, uh, I mean, this is, I think we was talking about it on the elevator up here, man. Um uh, this is a hot-button thing. I mean, there I say all over the world, mm -hmm. people have their eyes on this case. Um, some people may say, hey, you know, we got a degree of justice or maybe a symbiont of justice in the Chauvin trial. You know, that I, I agree with the verdicts that he received. And so, you know, I guess then all eyes right now were on uh, what's going to happen in the Breonna Taylor case. Will there be any redress for this town? Mm. We know that um, the incident... Uh, at hand, what what uh, when Sister Brianna was murdered, we know that we will not, uh, you know, most of us here would not call that justice in, in an unjust system. So, you know, we're trying to see what else we can do as a town uh, to, you know, heal what what ails us. So mm. there's a lot of hope being put in this uh, investigation. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to kind of talk about that here, mm -hmm. see if we could kind of flesh out some things if you uh, so wouldn't mind. Indeed. Yeah. I think uh, there are a couple of very important points that we need to focus on as this investigation goes forth. Uh, it's really good that they are focusing on Louisville, along with some of the other cities that were at the epicenter of this wave of uprisings uh, over the last year that keeps this in the global limelight. Uh, and, you know, they can't just sweep this under the rug, especially not after all that happened over the last year. And as you said earlier, no justice has been done. We haven't even come close to the justice that supposedly was rendered in the George Floyd case. Uh, I've even heard on right-wing radio stations talk about the federal investigation into Louisville. Mm -hmm. Shows you how widespread this knowledge is. Now, the main thing they're focusing on and uh, encouraging their listeners to beware of is the federalization of the police. I heard Mark Levin just recently, you know, the heir apparent to Rush Limbaugh, they say, bestseller on the New York Times list of best-selling books. He's had seven previous bestsellers. And he has a radio and TV show. And I cite that to show just how much influence this guy has and he's he, saying that the um this is this is uh they're trying to take people's civil liberties away through a nationalization of some of the police yes. practices because as we touched on right wingers like him they're for yeah. states rights mm -hmm. we don't need in the federal government to intervene you know the same old argument into these cases let the local people take care of it so they won't take care of it and there won't be any justice and nobody can create any yeah uh, so I, I think it's something for the community to really investigate. Absolutely, yeah. See so, how federalization mm -hmm. affects yeah. 
the situation here. It may be a good or bad thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, again, uh, the most important thing to take away from this or to approach this is how it advances or retards the struggle for community control. That has got to be our measuring stick. Not a bunch of rhetoric, and we'll check into it, and we'll get back with you. We want to see how this furthers community control, because that is our goal. We don't expect the federal government to resolve this. We're glad that they're investigating it. We're glad that the focus is on it. But we've got to seize the initiative in terms of where we want this ultimately to go and how whatever they uncover furthers that aim. Right on. Yeah, so there's a lot of different angles on this. Uh, I think if we call ourselves principal, you know, we're not, uh, you know, what the, my granny might say, you know, sleeping with one eye open. Mm. You know, we, we, what we're not going to do is, uh, you know, think that this will just L every uh, part of what we, you know, need for, for a true sense of justice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't want to. Uh, dis- disregard this whole thing here. We, you know, uh, as this investigation goes on, we at Community Control now will keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, with the lens of, you know, what pieces of these reforms, if they are found to be the case, um, you know, we can use the foment revolutionary practices. So, um, this uh, Department of Justice. Civil Rights Division investigation. So this is led by uh, a team of people in collaboration with the eastern um, part of Kentucky. You know, uh, certain states are divided by a federal district. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, let me get brushed off my civics here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kentucky's divided into. Divisions here, Eastern and Western, we're in the Eastern Division. Hmm. So there, uh, Jessica Malloy, I wrote her name down. She's in she's in that office here. So she's uh, on the call. She said that she's from Louisville. So she'll be uh, working alongside some people from the Civil Rights Division here. And um, we're, they're looking at what's called a pattern or practice investigation. Okay, so uh, this sort of investigation uh, from the 1991 police beating of Rodney King Mm -hmm. and the subsequent riots that came with that. um, Years after that, you know, the uh, state charges were dismissed on the officers uh, that uh, beat Rodney King. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Civil Rights Division came in with some criminal charges. Mm-hmm. And um, this was sort of from that Congress uh, in 1994 enacted uh, the authority of the Civil Rights Division to, um, you know, use court orders uh, to sort of subpoena local law enforcement agencies to address institutional failures that cause systemic police misconduct. Mm-hmm. Um, so stylized as a pattern or practice case or what's called a, a 14-141. They didn't dash it out or anything, but um, that's the, the you know, United States Code. 
that that law is under. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first one of this sort of uh, pattern of practice policing case was uh, in 1997. Mm-hmm. So not, you know, a large history with this thing, and it was in Pittsburgh. Uh, they did a year-long investigation, and then they uh, gave the city of Pittsburgh a findings of a pattern or practice of excessive force, false arrests, and improper searches and seizures. Mm. And this was grounded in a lack of adequate discipline. This is from their report for misconduct and a failure to supervise officers. So what they're trying to see here, they they uh, they petition the court um, when they when they make these findings, mm-hmm. um, basically sue cities and municipal governments mm-hmm. uh, to get them to enact some of the agreed upon changes. I believe they go through a degree of re- remediation. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll try to negotiate before they serve the city, try to sue them into practice. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not for certain what that is. I'm, further research needs to be had mm-hmm. with that. But, you know, has been used over the last 25 or so years to, um, you know, get these cities to straighten up and fly right. You know, it's so funny. You think about, like, some of the civil rights struggles and, you know, think about all these these towns from these history books, Money, Mississippi, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Mississippi, which are, they were basically, like, I mean, Birmingham. They There was such a wide range of uh, police practices where basically it was like the Wild West. <laughs> these officers did whatever they wanted to. You know, sicking dogs on small children, mm. beating elderly people, trampling with horses. Uh, so, you know, they were trying to find some degree of, and that's been an argument in many of these cases, like, should we have a federal standard of policing? If I go to one town, and we, we might know these things colloquially. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if I go, you know, I hear it from people, hey, man, don't go over to the uh, other side of the river, man, no. You know, they'll get you for a hang now. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, there's different towns. And if we call, mm. you know, if we're all under one constitution, yeah. it, should my constitutional rights be, um, you know, put aside or respected from city to city? So, you know. Um, That's this, a complex yeah, thing. It's a I complex think thing, yeah. There is a need for some kind of national standards. Now, I haven't investigated the federalization case i've heard about that um as much as it needs to be investigated as part of the solution towards community control yeah but uh, we need to seriously consider it i think you a book you recently read uh uh promotes that case yes the end of policing uh by vital shout out to carmichael's bookstore yeah Maybe they'll give us an endorsement if I say this, but I don't think we do that on this radio station. Uh, but I'm not you sure. know, hey, shoot your shot. <laughs> no, um, before we do that, I would uh, like to welcome you to Community Control Now, 106.5 WFMP. Vincent Gonzalez, Michael T. So we're talking about this is uh, hot off the presses, man. The Department of Justice is doing a pattern or practice investigation into uh, the city. Vis-a-vis uh, LMPD's um, systemic uh, practices of how they uh, carry out policing 
in this town. So, you know, as we were just saying, this is we we deem this to be something that needs to be paid attention to, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so we were on the call when they first introduced this stuff. And um, so there's a two-prong test uh, after they open their investigation here. Mm-hmm. So looking at just based on the Breonna Taylor case and just similar cases um, that have happened in America, you know, sometimes they, uh, you know, sort of check these things out uh, and see if there's anything uh, that can be done to, you know, kind of tighten up the screws. And if I recall, one of the gentlemen on on the call uh, representing the investigation said that people were uh, invited to meet with them and state yeah. their cases yeah. and any information was, that would uh, mm-hmm. speak to any of these uh, points of the investigation. And I think People here in Louisville, particularly the African-American community, needs to come forth yeah. and give them that evidence. Yeah, so I did of, write that down. Yes, of yeah. harassment mm-hmm. by the police, uh, the, the uh, disproportionate number of arrests, yeah. and, um, you know, to do the best investigation. They need, to, they need to hear all of these stories. They need to, uh, you know... Um, out of the darkness into the streets, you know, like we have to um, let your voice be heard in this regard here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to give them, give it to them later, but I can give it to them now oh, here. Okay. Um, if you've had any individual experience with LMPD or know someone who's had an adverse individual experience with LMPD, they can email the investigators at community.louisville mm-hmm. at usdoj.gov. Okay, that's community.louisville at usdoj.gov. Mm-hmm. Or they can call, it's like a voicemail setup. You can call 844 920 1460. Okay, so I um, wanted to just break down all of the different things that, and we can kind of talk on that a little bit here. We got another like 10 minutes or so. Um, what a pattern or practice investigation entails here. So, um, they made the uh, decision to open an investigation uh, based on a two-pronged question. Would the allegations, if proven, establish a violation of the Constitution or federal laws? And the second, would the allegations, if proven, constitute a pattern or practice as opposed to sporadic or isolated violations of the Constitution or federal laws? Okay, so they're going to look at different aspects of the policing apparatus, all right? First one they mentioned was individual use of force. Now, that's firearm and, uh, I guess, hand-to-hand chokehold standards, among other Mm. things. So, looking at that, two-prong individual use of force policies. All right? Were persons' First Amendment right to peacefully assemble, were they violated... Over the summer during the uprisings, search and seizures as a department, how does LMPD handle search and seizures? Do they do it in a discriminatory way? Next, they got search warrants, and now that's obtaining and carrying out. Mm-hmm. Now, that was 
one of the major controversies of the Breonna Taylor case. Um, mm -hmm. There were there was some uh, considerations that the uh, warrant that they used to bust into her apartment was obtained um, by uh, non-judicial means. Mm -hmm. But we can discuss all of these things here. Um, let me let me finish running down this list. List um, racial discrimination in the form of stop and frisk and other discriminatory practices. They're going to be looking at that. Uh, this one was interesting here. Disability discrimination. Mm. They mentioned two things. Uh, now they're going to be looking at the city's discrimination, uh, potential discrimination practices as it pertains to... Physically um, challenged people, right? Um, well, disabilities goes okay. under the you know the federal definition. Mm -hmm. There's some mental health concerns with that. Mm -hmm. Mental um, too, yeah. You know, just... Uh, the people that fall under the ADA, Americans with Disability Act, mm -hmm. where their um, constitutional rights um, violated uh, in the summer. In particular, I, they did mention uh, when people were arrested over the summer, were they uh, who had what would be you know federally uh, defined as a disability? Were they was their disability? you know, accommodated mm -hmm. uh, during these arrests. Um, I've heard stories of people um, being denied, you know, life-saving medication mm -hmm. while they were locked up. Um, you know, persons with physical ailments, perhaps mobility concerns and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. other um Especially older be, people. Yeah, they, you think. know, where they... I'm sure some you know, of them. I mean, you hear about, like, I told you uh, when I got arrested on the bridge as a part of the protest, man, I like I had lost feeling. They I once had an officer tell me the zip ties. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard that. Mm -hmm. um, the zip ties versus the metal cuffs. Yeah, they can be tight, too. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> zip ties are, uh, I would say, more uncomfortable, mm. you know, because they're, and they, and they say that they uh, sometimes some police departments pick them out. As the ones that that cut the the mm. wrist the most, mm. so I like, you know, I had my, um, you know, I, I was cuffed behind my back with zip ties, and I had lost feeling in my wrist. For so like they a don't use weeks. the metal ones anymore. They use them if they have to, um, especially during like a, a mass arrest. They only use it on like perhaps what would be deemed sensitive persons. When I was on the bridge, uh, there were um, people who um, were given metal cuffs if they, um, you know, made voiced concerns about mm -hmm. the um, the plastic cuffs being zip ties uh -huh. being too tight or whatever. So you know that's going to fall under that uh, disability discrimination. And but it also talks about the city's practices. So uh, there's that. And then the last piece here was uh, their LMPD internal investigation process. So we kind of riff a little bit on. What are the merits of investigating yourself? Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, uh, they never find many times. Who knew they they don't find themselves to be liable uh, during these internal investigations. So um, I want to caution people that this is 
civil charges, okay? Mm-hmm. They're going to sue the city. Um, no one's going to jail <laughs> for this. Um, we could maybe uh, talk about that, you know. But and another last note I had, um, there's going to be no enforcement by the DOJ to get the union to, uh, you know, get some buy-in from their fellow officers. We talk about how these fraternal order of polices mm. in these towns have, you know, they're almost mob-like, some of their uh, dealings mm. and how they, you know, just wield influence. And, you know, the officers don't move until, the you know, a lot of these reun- uh, unions are uh, reactionary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people don't move without their uh, voice in that. So, it's a lot to unpack here, man. What, anything? We got five minutes. Well, I think that given the evidence that we have historically gathered about the white supremacist infiltration of police departments, I even heard it as recently as today, I think maybe 182 police departments have been infiltrated and the FBI knows this they've told us this we already knew it I mean going back to the last hundred years open white supremacists have infiltrated practically all these police forces so that should be another point to be investigated because that conditions whether these departments even carry out their ostensible practices and uh, or policies because there may be certain policies they have on paper but if you're a white racist nationalist supremacist you're not going to carry that out and the critical question becomes if it is known that these people have those sentiments and we've heard it on Facebook. We've seen evidence of you know, cops bragging about, you know, how they hate you know, and, you know, other peoples of color. And so it's no secret. It was no secret before. Many people in the movement knew that cops had infiltrated police forces. So that should be a major thing that's that's investigated because with without ridding these forces of those elements, there will never be justice for black people. I mean, our open enemies who can legally carry guns are part of the state apparatus to maintain social safety. What kind of contradiction is that? What makes them feel so comfortable to do that in the first place? That's because many of these white supremacist organizations, part of their modus operandi is to seep into the public sector and foment white supremacy amongst, you know, the masses, uh, you know, they, they have direct ties, you know, this, this, this is their marching orders. So it sees, it shows you where their allegiance lies. They talk about thin blue line, but there's, there's some other colors that mix within that, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, I, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep our eye on this, mm-hmm. um, I don't have that much breath to hold in that regard, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's it's if we call ourselves principled, it's a it's a merit to doing that. Um, they cited some of their wins. Okay, they did they I did remember. they listed the Rodney King 
mm -hmm. um, investigation as a win. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, what do we do with that? They did, and then they listened. Uh, they said that uh, Sheriff R. Powell, if you're mm -hmm. familiar with that, I know you, yeah. you keep uh, intel on the right wingers. Yeah. They love him, Sheriff Joe. They got rid of him, right? Yeah, he's yeah. out. He's been out for a couple years, but yeah, he's still he's kind of like in a Trump sphere where yeah, um, he's he, still vocal. Yeah, he's still around. The, the Fox News still asked uh, Sheriff R. Powell. Um, he was the Joker who would um, the sheriff. He would uh, make the prisoners wear pink clothes as like a way to like embarrass Rebellion, them. Yeah. You know, and they, he wouldn't give them proper food and shelter. Mm -hmm. You know, just violating their constitutional rights. Mm -hmm. uh, but they listed. Uh, they said that they he had an immigrant search program where he would just you know yeah. violate people's constitutional really rights. And if you looked like uh, <laughs> if you looked you know uh, indigenous or uh, you know of Mexican. The Latin, yeah, if you looked the Latinx. Of any sort, yeah, it would you know roll on you, um, but let's do a part two here. Yeah, we'll keep up that same energy, and uh, maybe we'll talk about this Chauvin retrial possibly.